Revelation chapter 5, if you got your King James Bible. Amen. Chapter 5 of Revelation, uh, we all know. Uh, I mean, honestly, Revelation to me is not, not a, a, a hard book. I've talked to some of those amillennialists that think, boy, you can't you better stay out of that. You can't understand it. I can understand it better than I can Hebrews. I, I'm better in Revelation probably than I am in Matthew and some of these other. There's a lot of things I don't know. You get in Ezekiel, buddy. You want your mind blowed. Just uh, I had to try to teach that one time. <laughs> hey, nobody learned nothing. But anyway, uh, but Revelation, uh, it's a book of, uh, you got grace in chapter 1 through 3. You got grace. And then from chapter 4 after the rapture in chapter 4, 1. I believe there's a rapture in chapter 4, 1. Amen. John was caught up as a picture of the church being caught up. Because somebody goes up in chapter 4, verse 1. Somebody comes down in Revelation 19, 11. That's a good way to divide that book up. Because in between the going up and the coming down, there's a tribulation. Amen. So there's grace in those first three chapters. There's gloom. In those chapters in between. But in it's glory. From 1911 on through the rest of the Bible. Amen. It's going to be glory after a while. Amen. But the, the longer I live in this life. And you young people. You, don't, you, you ain't getting this yet. Because you're, you're thinking about your whole life that's ahead of you. But the older I get. Lord have mercy. I'm looking around and I'm I'm I may be the oldest preacher. <laughs> Woo. That's scary. I used to be, I thought I was still a young preacher. I ain't nowhere near a young preacher no more. But, uh, but I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm probably second, I'm second oldest. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, I wasn't paying no attention. Uh, but uh, my goodness, the more I look around and the more I see people uh, dropping off the scene, friends dropping off the scene, uh, boy, the more I get to thinking about heaven. More I want to sing about heaven. I got to where I just like singing about heaven, and that's about most of the songs that I pick out. If, if, I'm, if I'm leading singing or something, I got to lead it to church Sunday, and I'm probably going to sing a bunch of songs about heaven. Heaven's Jubilee, and, and uh, you know, I mean, all those kind of songs. Uh, Glad Reunion Day, all that. That's, that's the kind of stuff I like. You won't get me stirred up. Sing me some songs about heaven. Amen. But let's just look real quick, Revelation chapter 5. I just want to, but I want, I want to get down to a certain part uh, of it. I, I, I'll give you, as I will read it, I'll give you the outline, we'll read, I'll give you the outline, we'll read, and when we get done this last part, I'll just preach it, all right? Chapter 5, verse 1 through 5, we have the sealed book. He said, and I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much. This is John speaking now. He said, I wept much caught up into heaven now and he's seeing this and he heard that angel say that and he said I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon and one of the elders said unto me weep not 
Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Now this elder here was one of those 24 elders, which is, a, I believe, is a picture of the redeemed of all the ages. There's 24, there's 12 patriarchs in the Old Testament, there's 12 apostles in the New, and, and uh, I think that's just a representative of them, that, but I, I wouldn't argue with nobody about it either way. He was saved because he was in heaven. Can I get a witness on that? And we know that for a fact, but he knew this much. He knew about this when he said it. So uh, I believe John saw this and saw kind of into the future when he was seeing this. But anyway, because he was part of the rapture in chapter 4 verse 1. But he says, Weep not, behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Now, now in verse 6 and 7, you have a slain lamb. He said, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb that, as it had been slain. Now here is a slain lamb standing. Now how in the world does that happen? Well, he has to be resurrected. Amen. Has to be a resurrected lamb. Having seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. We won't deal with that now. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. Oh my. Mm. You know, a, a lion was uh, who he was looking for. Because there was a lion. They said the lion of the tribe of Judah. And a lion was announced. But when John turned around to see, he didn't see a lion, he saw a lamb. In this day that we're living in, we're not to be looking for the lion, we're to be looking for the lamb. The one that took away the sin of the world, amen. He's coming back again, that you get Revelation 19, he's coming back as the lamb, as the lion, amen. That He's not coming as a lamb that next time, even though they do say, Run to the rocks and the mountains, cry and fall on us from, and hide us from the face of the wrath of the Lamb. He's called the Lamb more than any in, in the book of Revelation, more than all the rest of the books of the Bible put together. Did you know that? Amen. 29 times in 27 verses in the book of Revelation, Christ is as, as, as the Lamb. Uh, oh my. Anyway, He's a slain Lamb. Then here's where I wanted to get to, verse 3. I wanted to deal with worship for just a little while. Or uh, number three, not verse three. <laughs> verse eight through fourteen. Verse eight through fourteen, you got the singing and the shouting hosts. Amen. Independent Baptists have got quieter and quieter and quieter through the years. Brother John Morgan, when I met him, I'll never forget, was at Faith Baptist Camp. That's back in the days when it got on. First time I ever seen him, there was somebody swinging around his neck, and as they were swinging around his neck, they was taking the microphone off of them and putting it on Brother John. And then he hit the pulpit and throwed the water all over everybody. But anyway, and it was wild as a buck. I remember, remember Brother Joe Arthur over there preaching on, on uh, Solomon, and I remember, remember him shouting so loud he had to quit, and he started to walk off the platform. Brother Sammy said, hit it again. Brother Joe hit it again. He hit it again, and it went louder. And he starts walking off. 
again, Brother Joe, and it, it got louder and louder. But we got the quietest crowd nowadays. I was in California two weeks ago in a Korean church in California. Are y'all listening? I would have never thought I'd have heard a holy grunt out of an independent Baptist in California. 70% of the church, there's about 100 people there, so I'd say about 70 people was making laps, running, and shouting. And they was all under my age, younger than me. Amen? The pastor was up on the top, the back of the pew, shouting her out. But we come back to our camp meeting crowd, and all we just kind of... <sighs> I know I ain't screaming and hollering and preaching this morning, but I'm talking to us a little bit. We have lost a lot of our fire. And we need to get the fire back. Amen. And, hey, listen, this thing is real. And, uh, we're going to heaven when we die. And, hey, and we have somebody to rejoice about, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ and, who loved us and, and gave himself for us. And, and we ought to praise his holy name. Hey man, we're in the quietest world that we're ever going to be in. I promise you that. If you die and go to hell, it's going to be louder than what we've been doing. Can I get a witness on that? We all have been running aisles about them messages them young people got, got to hear this morning. Amen. But I want to say this about these verses right here from verse 8 through 14. I'll be done. First of all, there's music being made. Look in verse 8. When he had taken the book... The four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them at harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. They had harps. They were playing stringed instruments. There's a bass, there's a bass, there's a piano. And by the way, pianos are stringed instruments. There's a bunch of them. Amen. Now, I know it uses a percussion type thing. Percussion? I shouldn't have said that. They did that a lot in the Old Testament too. They used tam tambrits and pipes. And I don't like drums, but hey, I can't preach against them completely because we got tambrits and all that tambourines and all that stuff in the Old Testament. I don't like them. But anyway, but I, I can't say we can't use them because uh, it's in the Bible. There's a lot of things. The Bible messes up a lot of our stuff. No, it just messes it up. But, but I looked up the word, just while we sat back there, I looked up the word music. It's funny, the word music and the, and, and the word singing comes, in, uh, uh, the first mention is in the same verse. 1 Samuel 18, 6. They're talking about music and singing. And that's when David and Saul's coming back and David is slain. You know, the, the women's singing and they're using the tambourines and all, doing all that stuff. And, and they're singing and they're saying, uh, David, uh, Saul has slain his thousands at, and David his ten thousands. Well, D David's an Old Testament type of Christ. The only way, the only way I'd know to type that right there would say, well, the Antichrist is going to slay some. <laughs> but Christ is going to slay a whole lot more when he comes back. Amen. And Saul's a good type of the Antichrist. So anyway. Uh, but there, there's music being made. I, I mean, man, 
when we get to heaven, there's going to be some music being played. They're going to be playing some instruments. That, uh, the, the word play uh, is, is in the Bible only two times. One time is in a reference to music, and it's Psalm 33, 3. Play skillfully at, with a loud noise. Now, we were good at getting the noise part right, but what about the skillful part? I can say that and preach on that because I have a music camp, amen. <laughs> and you ought to come, amen. You young people, you need to come. Learn everything you can learn about music. We're, I know we're bad, our crowd's bad, that, and I'm not fussing, but I am fussing, all right. Our crowd's bad about saying, well, as long as we sing unto the Lord, as long as we're doing, you know, as long as we're just letting her rip and singing to the Lord, it's all right. Have you tried to... Go somewhere up north and listen to them just sing loud like that where they ain't no harmony. Wouldn't no harmony if it hit them in the back of the head. You've been some in places. I mean, I've been in some churches where I just almost would have put some stoppers in my ears if there's any way. Because if anything drives me crazy, it's just a bunch of people singing in unison. They ain't got no clue what no harmony is. You, at least in the south, you'll get some women that'll get pretty close to the alto part, amen, and, and sing along with the men, and some of the men will sing high and sing the lead, and then there'll be some singing, think they're singing bass, but they're singing, they're singing an octave low. They're just singing the, the melody octave low. <laughs> it, drives, it, it drives me up the wall, amen. But hey, that crowd I was telling you about in California, they're singing that way. But the problem was they're running and shouting at the same time. 70% of them. I ain't never seen nothing like it. I've been to Faith Baptist Camp when it was wild, and I've never seen 70% doing it that way. Amen. I'm telling you, our crowd needs to wake up and start praising God. We got more to praise God for than anybody. We're in the buckle of the Bible belt. And, and we know more about what's going on that, as far as the Bible, as far as the King James Bible, that, as far as worship goes, that, as far as the history of our uh, movement goes, as, as far as the history of the Baptists go. We know more than any crowd that's been before us or after us. That, uh, but yet we're getting drier and drier and drier. Need to be careful. You get to heaven, you may not like it. You may not like what's going on. There's, there's, there's music being made. There's a song being sung. Oh, my. Hey, listen, he gives us some. Listen, there's a new song. He said, verse 9, they sung a new song. There's so much material the Lord has given us so much material just that we know and we've not even got to heaven yet. We've not even got to heaven yet. We don't know everything they know at, that are up there. But we've got more material right now than you could sing forever and ever and ever. We could, we could sing new songs for all eternity. At, and, and hey, just keep on going and keep on going. We have so much material just in the Word of God. At, and knowing what He's done for us, we could sing and praise God at, uh, for all eternity for that. Amen. My goodness, boy, don't we need to be praising God. There's a song being sung. Hey, listen, look what he says here. Who's singing this song? Those that, has, that say, they're saying this in the song. Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain. They're, they're singing about 
Calvary. Amen. Thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. They're singing about salvation and they're singing about the blood. That Hey, the very things that we sing about in these songbooks right here, the very things we sing about in this book is the very things that they're singing about in heaven. Amen. I'm thankful to God I ain't got to change my song. That When I get to heaven, I don't have to drop I'll have to drop my contemporary Christian songs that, and start singing the good songs when they get to heaven. I'm already singing the right thing. That I won't have to change my song that when I get on the other side. Amen. That, hey, if you got to change your song, there's something wrong. Amen. Amen. I mean, we shouldn't have to change our song when we get to heaven. Listen, I know there's different preferences and styles. Styles is not a... Not a bad thing. But on, on, let me throw this at you. Uh, where did I put that at? Yeah, Daniel chapter 3. Over and over, I think like at least four times. When, when Nebuchadnezzar, a good picture of the Antichrist, when he's got that statue he's wanting everybody to bow down to, and those three Hebrew boys won't bow down to it, guess what they're doing? He said they're, saying, they're playing all kinds of music. It didn't say all styles. Now, some like a little more Hiles Anderson-ish, kind of what we would call that kind of music, highbrow. I ain't crazy about it. Don't, I wouldn't sit in it long, but I can tolerate it for a little while. I can even tolerate a little bit of that operatic stuff. It's just about that much. Amen. And I like bluegrass style, I like, but I like the, I'll be telling you what style I like better than anything else is that old convention style. The very songs that are in this church hymnal right here. That's the style of stuff I like. They can't nobody much sing it no more because they can't read the, the notes. But, but if you could read them notes, it really sounds cool if you'll do it right. It really sounds good. And it, to me, harmony blesses my soul. Why do you think you enjoy listening to the Biddy family sing? You know why? Because it's harmony. And it's close harmony. I mean, everybody's phrasing the same. Everybody's, and I know, listen, I know we ain't shouting running out this morning, but I'm just telling you, I'm just giving you what's on my heart. Some things we got to get back to. We don't need to have to change when we get to heaven. Amen? Right. Amen. Just go ahead and get it right now. We can, get it, we can get it right on this side and we'll have to change nothing when we get over there. Hey, some of you young people, you need to quit listening to some of that junk you're listening to. I know mom and daddy don't know it, but when you slip off on your phone, you're listening to some junk that's straight out of the pit of hell. Y'all listening to me? Straight out of the pit of hell. And ain't no telling what else you're watching, listening to. Y'all listening to me? I'm just preaching to you now. Hey, I'm telling you what goes in is going to come out. Amen. You want to be spiritual, you need to keep some spiritual stuff going. Amen. And if you want to know what spiritual, ask me after church. I'll tell you what spiritual. All kinds of music. They was listening to all, they, they was playing all kinds of music. 
You see, uh, the world uh, will give you all kinds of music, uh, and that's what they're trying to do with this new contemporary stuff. That Hey, listen, young people, if you go off and you leave what you've been taught, uh, and you go off into that contemporary mess or go off into one of them contemporary churches, uh, it ain't going to be our fault uh, that you went that way because we tried to give you the right stuff. That uh, oh, We tried to teach you the right way. Uh, we tried to lead you in the right direction, uh, and it's going to be on you if you go after that all kinds of music because what they're doing is taking all kinds of music and putting spiritual words or some spiritual words with it most of it's so shallow you're playing in the kiddie pool amen amen but anyway there's a song being sung Thou hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. I like this part. Out of every kindred. That's the ethnic. And redeemed out of every kindred and every tongue. That's the linguistic. And, and people. That's the political. And nation. That's the social. Hey listen. Everybody from all over the world are going to get together at one time in heaven and sing a new song. No matter where they were from, what language they knew. And listen, you can go to, I was Brother Keith Shoemaker last year, in, in Africa, or this year in Africa. And man, we were singing, we were singing the same songs. We were singing them in English. Some of them were singing them in French and some of them were singing them in, in that what was that language, that other little language? But anyway, there was three languages going on at the same time. One man over here was, was uh, Moray, Moray. One man over here was singing it, leading them in Moray. One was leading them in French. And then we were singing them in English, the same songs. Because they were singing the same song. Listen, you don't have to change the song because you're in another country. Amen. Why should we change it when we're in our country? They're changing things. We don't need to change nothing. We just need to do what we've been doing. But we need to do it with a little more fervor. We need to do it with a little more spirit about it. We need to do it with a little more worship in our heart. And praises upon our lips. We need to get our hearts right with God. And get our hearts out of the gutter. And get our hearts out of, listen, out of the things of the world. Long enough to get spiritual enough. To sing it with everything we've got. Hey, in the power of God. You want the young people to follow us, we better get to doing it enthusiastically. Amen. Amen. Or they'll go find something that looks enthusiastic. There's a song being sung, but then there's a crowd being calculated. Look in verse 11. I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts, and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. James Knox said this. He said, the only indefinite number in Revelation is the number of the redeemed around the throne. Think about that a little bit. The only indefinite number. John looked at it and he said, well, there might be about a thousand right there. There might be about a... Uh, I might be about, uh, about 5,000 right there and about 
Oh, he said, there's 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. I can't number them. There's so many of them that, hey, all the saints from all the ages, that, from Genesis to Revelation, all those saints together at one time that are singing one song in harmony, praise God. God made harmony and there will be harmony in heaven. Amen. And it won't be off pitch. I'll never hit a bad note when I get over there. Amen. I'll never miss a string when I get over there. It's all going to be glorious over there and we're all going to sing it one hey some of you never been able to carry a tune in a bucket praise God you'll be able to do it when you get to heaven and it'll be in the spirit praise God it'll be in the spirit hallelujah for that there's a number that no man can number matter of fact that same phrase is used in the book of Daniel when he's talking about the, the life, that 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands Oh my, ain't that something? Oh me. Evidently, let me say this also. Evidently, <laughs> woo, this is good right here. Evidently, it was not a predetermined number, or we would have it right here in the scriptures. Amen. Y'all can take the tape and mail it to any Calvinist buddies you got and just. Ask them that question right there. Where's the number if, if there's a predetermined number? Anyway, all right. Hey, let's go on to something else. There's shouts being sounded. Verse 12, 13, and 14. Look what verse 12 saying with a loud voice. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I just, I worship quietly. No, you don't. I praise the Lord in my heart. Why? Go read the book of Psalms. I thank God. That when, whenever God really got a hold of my heart and I sold out to God. You, you don't people listen to him. When I sold out to God and really got to seeking God, I wanted to be able to pray in the Spirit. I wanted that so bad, Brother John. That was the very thing that, that I wanted more than anything else was to be able to pray in the Spirit. Brother Jody, uh, just I'd heard them old-timers pray, and there was something about going to them old prayer grounds we used to go to at, out behind the church, and, man, them old men of God get to, I mean, I mean I'm, ain't wasn't preachers either. Them old deacons get to hack and pray, and amen. I, I mean, buddy, they'd get letting her rip, and, and I, man, they was, I mean, the Spirit of God was on them, and, and I knew it was on them when they was praying, and I said, God, I want that, and, but I, could, I couldn't get to that. I just couldn't get to it, and, but I'd take my Bible with me, and, and I'd get in the book of Psalms, and whatever I was going through, and I'd read till I found the word David was going through something similar to what I was feeling and what I was going through and I'd just pray it to him and, hey, and it didn't take long and God got a hold of my heart and I began to be able to pray in the spirit of God and, hey I'm thankful that I know what it's like to pray in the spirit amen I ain't talking about some unknown tongue either amen I was in English the whole time hallelujah Except for the times when I was going, oh, amen, amen. And I've shouted by myself too, amen. Didn't have to have a crowd. I don't have to have a crowd. That, hey, listen, you can just get off by yourself and shout her out, amen. amen. And if you won't do it in private, you probably ain't going to do it in public, amen. Right. Amen. <clears throat> oh, my. 
Yeah, boy. Hey, six times in the book of Psalms it says, shout for joy. When you got joy in your heart, it don't mean inside, inside I'm running. <laughs> inside I'm shouting. No, it's got to be outward. Praise is outward. Now you can worship inward, but praise is outward. Amen. I mean, they're, they're saying it. In heaven, they're saying it with a loud voice. Hey, six times in Psalms, shout for joy. And you know, every, just almost every one of those times, Saul, David was either running from Saul or running from Absalom. When he penned the Psalms where he said, shout for joy. Now, he's hiding. You wouldn't think he'd be over there shouting somewhere if you're hiding. Y'all listening? But if you get plugged in just right, you get to where you just can't keep quiet. Now, I like it when you get to can't help. You ever, if you ain't never had to can't help, it's that you need to get somewhere alone with God that, and stay in the woods somewhere until you get to can't help, it's that, and then go out and just allow yourself to worship the Lord in public. Amen. I'll never forget the first time I ever got filled with the Spirit of God. There wasn't nobody nowhere around. I wasn't in a crowd. I wasn't in an altar. I was over in the middle of the woods. And I got to praying and begging God to help me be able to pray like, like them old timers would pray. And I said, Lord, I want to be able to ring them bells of heaven. Just like I, that old song that's been sung for years. And I, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to pray like and God fill me up. Man, I, I've done more shouting than I did praying. Amen. I got to swinging around fence posts and everything else. And having myself a spell. That, hey, and you ought to do that. And, hey, you young people, you ought to get along with God somewhere. And, and hey, te- let Him teach you how to worship Amen. and how to praise His holy name. He said it's with a loud voice right here in heaven. You want to be the way they are in heaven, you might want to do it with a loud voice. Zechariah 9 9 said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, thy king cometh unto thee. Hey, y'all believe Jesus is coming? How many of you? Raise your hand if you believe Jesus is coming. You ought to shout and praise God because your king is coming to thee. Amen. That's what the book I'm giving you, King James Bible for it. Amen. We ought to praise God. Hallelujah. Some of you afraid to shout right now because you're afraid uh, you might regurgitate because you eat too much. Amen. (laughs) Woo, ain't this good. I'm just trying to keep you awake here during the afternoon service. But, uh, man... Revelation 19, 1 through 6, they're shouting hallelujah. That's where you got them four hallelujahs over there. They're praising God for everything from the Antichrist system being tore down right on down the line. Amen. I mean, they're praising God. They're shouting hallelujah. Amen. Mm. I like this. Let me show you this. I'm going to show you this and I'm going to be done. Verse 13, I want you to notice this. Listen to every word right here, these two verses. And every creature, did you get that? Every creature, which is in heaven. That's everything and every creature, every beast, every, every angel, every angelic being, every redeemed person that's in heaven, every one of them. All right? 
and on the earth. That's everybody that's on the earth at that time. Every one of them. I don't know when exactly when this is going to take place. This is going to take place though. Look at it. And under the earth. That's everybody that was in hell or any of the, you know, the bottomless pit or anything else. Every one of them. And such as are in the sea. And all that are in them heard I saying. Think about it. Every creature, being, person in heaven. Every creature, being, person on earth. That every creature or being or person that, uh, that's under the earth. that Or ever has been under the earth. that Or ever will be under the earth. That, and every creature that, that ever has lived that is going to at one time do this right here. He said, I heard him saying, Worthy is the Lamb. Are y'all listening to me? Every creature that's ever been at one time. Read it, look at it. Heard I say, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him that sitteth on the throne and under the Lamb forever and ever. Now, <laughs> let me just throw this at you. Those four beasts that are mentioned in chapter 4 and 5, I believe, are the cherubim. I believe, I believe that's the cherubim. They have the four faces, one like a man, one like a lion, one like an uh, eagle, and uh, one like an ox, all right? And then they got the wings and they got the feet and they're flying around the throne and they're doing one thing. They were created for one thing and that was to create and provide worship and praise around the throne forever and ever and ever. That's what they were created for. That's what you find them doing. Listen, you find it... And, and even, even when, uh, when, you, when Ezekiel saw the throne moving around, they were the ones moving it around. They were the ones that were there. They're always connected with the throne. That, and I don't understand everything about them, but I know this much. They're always connected with the throne. That, and they're always praising God. That, and they're always saying, Worthy, worthy, worthy. Holy, holy, holy. Be to he that sitteth on the throne. Amen. I mean, over and over, that's what they're doing. That's what they do. But look what they do right here. When every creature and every person and everything that's ever been made, has ever lived, is worshiping the Lord at one time. You know what that, those four are going to do? Look what it says. Verse 14, And the four beasts said, they looked around and they saw everybody in heaven and everybody on the earth and everything and everybody under the earth and everybody and everything in the sea and all that are in them, all that are in them. They heard them saying blessing and honor and glory be to, I mean they're praising God. And those that had been doing that forever and ever and ever as long as, as the Lord, since the Lord had first created them, when they heard it, you know what they'd done? They stopped what they were doing. I believe they folded their wings and looked around and smiled and said, Amen. 
That's what we've been telling you the whole time. You ought to praise Him. That's what we've been trying to get people to do forever. It's to praise Him. That's what they want you to do is praise Him. That's what they want us to do every time we come to the house of God. It's to praise and worship His holy and righteous and gracious and lovely and merciful name. So, well, that's just not my, that's just not my personality. Well, we'd see how that was if the NASCAR race was on. Or if you just shot a buck with a 23 and a half inch inside spread with two drop tines and about four kickers. We'd see if you still got that little meek personality that don't never get excited. Come on, y'all talk to me. Talk to me. Am I saying the right amen? Or we'd see how it was, you know, if the Braves wins the World Series again this year. Amen. Which they probably will. But anyway. And uh, I mean, hey, there's something that will trip your trigger. And I'm going to get on my own toes a little bit. If that dog trees and, and never misses, never misses, it always has the meat. And every time it's knocking the top out of it going, y'all, 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 y'all. That, they, that tears me up. I get excited, Brother John. I get it. You know, you've been hungry. I get excited. I go, I go, woo, talk to him. Well, why can't I go, woo, every now and then in the house of God? Amen. Hey, we ought to praise God. We ought to shout to God. Hey, we ought not be dead as last year's bird's nest. Hallelujah. Amen. Something, something will stir you up. And if Jesus and his precious blood, and the fact that he died for your sin, and that's what they're singing about. That's what they're praising him about. That's the context of the scripture. Amen. That's what they're praising him for. For his grace and his mercy, his blood, and for who he is. If that won't get us stirred up, I don't know what will. Oh my. Hmm. 29 times in the Bible it talks about singing. Mm. And the word sing is in the Bible 70 times. I believe he wants us to sing songs. I believe he wants us to praise his name. I believe he wants us to honor and glorify the name of the only begotten Son of God. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's stand our feet. I want you to sing a song. And I want you to sing it like you mean it. Listen, we sing some of these songs so much, we almost sing them just because we've always sung them and, and we, we can be thinking about something out yonder. Let's try to bring our, try to put your, if you have to close your eyes, close your eyes and think about the words of the song. You all know it. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But now, now I'm found. Yes, I was blind.
But now I see. I like this verse right here. It's my favorite. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. And grace my fears relieve. How precious did that grace appear. The hour I, you remember when you first believed? You remember what it felt like then? Hey man, that's the way we ought to sing the song. And through many dangers, tolls and snares, I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home when we've been there ten thousand years bright shining By the way, the Bible says, raise your hands. It talks about raising holy hands. It talks about raising your hands. Let's sing this one. Praise God. 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 We can't say that too much. Amen. Praise God, 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 praise God. Amen, amen, I'm thankful, I'm thankful I grew up around, when I was growing up I can remember. I can remember the shouting that was going on when I was a young boy at a little church where my papa was pastoring. I can remember him shouting and running the aisles and jumping, running the backs of the pews. How long has it been since you've seen that? Have you ever seen that? Amen. It was an old, I'll tell you, listen, I'm done. An old lady at Wahoo, Brother Guy Lee, mama. Brother Guy was a preacher just passed away a couple of years ago. He was in his 90s. And Brother Guy was a man of God, pastored, he co-pastored with my papa for a long time. And then, then when my papa started Merville Baptist Church, he, uh, he took over and went to pastoring there. And uh, Brother Guy's mama was an old lady, 
I mean, in her 80s or 90s. And she'd walk into the church with a cane. And uh, she'd get in the glory. And she would run the backs of the pews all the way to the back and spin around and run all the way. I'm talking about tip-topping through the tops of the pews and run all the way back and shout. And when she got done, she'd have to walk out with that cane again. I'm talking about getting in the glory. Brother Sam used to tell me all the time, Brother John, he said, you need to get in the glory about once a month. Amen. I'll just get along somewhere with God, just you and God, and get in the glory. It'll help you. It'll help you. I, I'll tell you this. My papa said that Miss Netter Lee was that lady I was talking about. Her name was Netter. Netta, I guess it was, but we called her Netter. That's just the way we talk in North Georgia here. But uh, Miss Netter Lee, my papa went to one of them uh, uh, Sword of the Lord conferences one time. He'd never been around none of that kind of stuff. And they was talking about uh, uh, altar workers. <laughs> Brother Chris, he, uh, they asked him, one of them walked up and said, Brother Wheeler, do you have any altar workers in your church? He said, uh, well, yeah, I got Miss Netter Lee. So what do you mean? He said, and back in them days, they said the, that one side of the wall to the other side of the wall was sinners knelt in the altar all the way across getting saved or, or praying anyway, seeking the Lord. And he said Miss Netter would start over, get on her knees. She had the old apron and one hanky, one big red hanky. She'd get over here and she'd get over into that, that first one right there. Get right in behind them and go to praying. And say, so it wasn't big, but just a minute, they'd come up saved and go to shouting. And here she'd come up shouting, waving that hanky. And then she'd get down and crawl over to the next one and pray that. And then she'd come over and pray. you say, I don't believe that. Well, I don't care whether you believe it or not, but that's what she did. Amen. And Papa said that was the kind of altar worker he had. Amen. But we're talking about somebody that walked with God day and night. Amen. We need, we need to get back to that. Just walking with the Lord and worshiping and praising and giving Him the glory He deserves because we're going to be doing that forever and ever. Amen. Amen.